Hello everyone and welcome to a chilly Milwaukee Friday, football Friday here at the FAA Podcast. Just me today, so we'll get through this relatively quickly. Uh, We had some games this week, one on Wednesday, two last night, so we're going to go through those first before we get into uh, the NFL news, some ins and outs, and then... um, looking at this weekend's college and NFL slate. So Wednesday, we had a Wednesday night game. It wasn't Maction. Maction isn't back yet. But Louisiana Sunbelt action, uh, beating Marshall 23-13 in Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, ben Woolridge was pretty good, 56.7%, 17 of 30, 230, uh, 230 yards, two touchdowns. 10 carries, 45 yards. Marshall, Henry Columbia was was bad, man. 9 of 13, 69.2%. Pretty good completion percentage, but he only threw for 68 yards, threw a pick, um, you know, at a 9.0 QBR. Not very good. Cam Fancher came in, the true freshman, though. 7 of 9, 77.8%, 69 yards. 5 carries, 10 yards. He did fumble it, however. Um... Louisiana scored 20 straight points to make it 23-7 to because uh, it was 7-3 Marshall at one point, and uh, Marshall could never recover. They, they couldn't get the points to come up, and uh, minus 10.5 was a tough look for the herd on uh, a Wednesday night. But uh, Kalen LeBourne, Continues to be great. Uh, top five in the NCAA in rushing. 26 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns on a nine-yard reception there. Uh, wide receiver Michael Jefferson, leading receiver in the game uh, for the Raging Cajuns. Three catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then defensively, a lot of good games here. I'm going to go with the guy on the bottom, though. Marshall defensive lineman, uh, Kobe Cumberlander. Three tackles, two of them solos, one sack, a tackle for loss, and two QB hurries. Louisiana plus 10.5, under 45. What a wild game last night um, in Morgantown, West Virginia, uh, 43-40 over Baylor. Blake Shapin got injured, I believe, during this game. 63.6% 63.6% completion, 326, two touchdowns and a fumble. Uh, his backup came in, Kyron Drones, 7 of 14, 50%, not very good. 95 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Two carries for 24 yards as well. JT Daniels was great, 64.9%, 283 yards, one touchdown and a pick. Led them down the field to kick the game-winning field goal uh, with not much time left for Baylor on the opposite end. Tony Mathis Jr., the running game was going well all night for WVU. 22 carries, 163 yards, two touchdowns, and a nine-yard reception. Um, They also had a touchdown by Justin Johnson Jr. as well. Um, And then a couple hundred-yard receivers in this game, a 200-yard receiver. Baylor wide receiver Gavin Holmes, seven receptions, 210 yards, and a touchdown. 30 yards per reception. That's just ridiculous. And then uh, West Virginia wide receiver Caden Prather, eight receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. 
Tight end Ben Sims for Baylor. Two catches, 18 yards, and he ran a one-yard touchdown run in. Um, and then defensively, there wasn't much, but i got to go with West Virginia linebacker Jasir Cox. Four tackles, two solos, a half tackle for loss, pass deflection, and a 65-yard fumble return for a touchdown off of Blake Shapin. Um, or Quaylen Jones. I'm, I'm not sure which one it was. But, uh, yeah, th- that fumble return for a touchdown crushed my under 27.5 first half bet. So, was disappointed in that, but happy that West Virginia came back and won the game because Baylor screwed me over on that first half under. Uh, West Virginia plus three, over 55, easily 83 points in this game. UCF, talk about points, 70-13 to 13 over Temple. John Rice Plumley, seven total touchdowns for him in this game. Ultra efficient, 18 of 22, 81.8% completion, 373 yards, four touchdowns through the air. And then on the ground, seven carries, 37 yards, and three more touchdowns. Just crazy stat night for him. Uh, His backup even came in. Thomas Castellano, six of six, 60 yards, three carries, 88 yards, and a rushing touchdown there for him. Uh, Kurt Warner's son, EJ Warner, struggled 55.8% completion, 234 yards, and one touchdown. Good thing for him. No, no, uh, no picks, uh, no turnovers for him. Leading ball carrier in the game, other than Castellanos, UCF running back RJ Harvey, four carries, 73 yards. That's a pretty good 18.3 average there. And then, uh, receiving wise, 300 yard receivers in this game, UCF wide receivers, Kobe Hudson. Four receptions, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. And Ryan O'Keefe, seven receptions, 111 yards. He had two touchdowns as well. For the Temple Owls, wide receiver Jose Barbin, seven receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, uh, I'm going to go with UCF defensive back Damari Henderson. Three tackles, two of them solos, two pass deflections, and a QB hurry. UCF minus 23.5 easily, over 46.5. Uh, They almost doubled that by themselves. Monday Night Football, Chiefs 30-29 over the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes, uh, the comeback down 17-zip. Got it done in the end, 67.4%, 292 yards, four touchdowns. All to Travis Kelsey, four carries, 28 yards. Derek Carr for the Raiders, 63.3% completion, 241 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs was a monster all night. 21 carries, 154 yards, a touchdown, and five catches for 39 yards. Uh, Devontae Adams, your leading receiver in the game, three catches, 124 yards. Talked about that kid that had a 30-yard average um, in the Baylor game. Well, Devontae Adams won up them a lot. Uh, 41.3 average on his three receptions, two long touchdowns. Um, for him on seven targets. Him and uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, they together crushed me in fantasy. I was up 41 points, and they scored more than that together. Um, MVS, six catches, 90 yards on eight targets, and then obviously the biggest night uh, I've ever witnessed. Tight end Travis Kelsey, seven catches, 25 yards. Not the greatest, but he scored four touchdowns uh, on eight targets there. So, just crazy four touchdowns to the same guy in one game. 
never seen it. Uh, and then defensively, how can you not go with the Raiders? Defensive end, Max Crosby, four tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and two QB hits. Raiders plus seven, I cashed on that one. Over 51 and a half hit as well. And I, God, I was so close. The Raiders, bad, horrible play calling at the end. Um, I was so close to cashing um, a plus 525 or something like that on Raiders Moneyline Live. I just had it in my head. I was like, bro, they're going to go down, get close enough that Daniel Carlson can kick a long 50-plus yard field goal and win the game. Did not happen. Got stopped on fourth down. Last night, Thursday Night Football, the Commanders 12-7 win over the Bears. Maybe we will finally be out of uh, just horrendous Thursday night games when we get the Cardinals-Saints next week, but we shall see. Um, Justin Fields, 14 to 27, 51.9%, 190 yards, one touchdown, a pick, 12 carries for 88 yards. And then quarterback Carson Wentz for the commanders, 12 of 22, 54.5%, uh, 99 yards running back. Cleo Herbert, your leading rusher in the game. Other than Fields, seven carries for 75 yards. Brian Robinson, first start of his career. Um, for the commander, 17 carries, 60 yards, and his first career touchdown. Uh, wide receiver Dante Pettis for the Bears led the game in receiving. Four catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. Darnell Mooney also had a lot of targets, 12 of them to be exact. Seven catches for 68 yards on those 12 targets there for Chicago. And defensively, a lot of stats, but I am going to go with commanders. Um, defensive end Montez Sweat, six tackles, three solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and four hits on fields. I was surprised the the Washington defense uh, or that Fields was able to get to 88 rushing yards. I thought they would shut his rushing game down, um, but he got enough yards, and their defense was stout in the red zone three times. Uh, three different drives, they stopped them inside the five-yard line, including the last drive of the game. Commanders minus one covered, under 39 easily. That was like the lock of the century that I did not take. But I did get Commanders money line right, so well, that's a good one. No college news this week, but we do have NFL news. A lot of it's uh, Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams facing possible NFL discipline after being charged with a city ordinance violation in Vegas, uh, for or in Kansas City, for shoving a sound guy after their Monday night football game. Um, that violation carries a $250 to $1,000 fine and or up to 180 days in jail. So we will wait and see the sentence for that violation uh, and if he is suspended f with the NFL. Browns, they will retire. Uh, they will honor retired corner Joe Hayden with a one-day contract and a celebration during their Week 8 game uh, at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's going to be great to see Joe Hayden, one of the best Browns in my uh, generation, to uh, get his moment there in Cleveland. Saints, they are starting quarterback Andy Dalton again this week. Jameis still on the mend. And a bunch of guys designated to return or uh, getting their practice windows opened this week. 
The Broncos getting safety Justin Simmons, tight end Greg Dulcich, their second-round pick out of UCLA, uh, and corner Michael Ojemadia back this week. All should play. Browns activating linebacker Deion Jones from IR, opening his practice window. The uh, newly acquired Deion Jones, I should say. Bills, corner Tredavious White, they opened his practice window today, 21 days, but he will not play this week. Ravens, linebackers Tyus Bowser and second-round pick David Ojabo, uh, both back at practice this week after being on IR. And then finally, Chiefs rookie first-round pick corner Trent McDuffie has a chance to play this week. We will see if he does or not. Couple injuries, injury updates. Patriots running back Damian Harris likely out multiple games with a hamstring injury. So it'll be Ramondre Stevenson with the bulk of the carries there. Looking for uh, Pierre Strong to mix in as well, rookie out of South Dakota State. Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield, he has a high ankle sprain. No surgery required, though, on the second opinion that he got. Also will not be placed on IR. They think he will get back uh, within that four-week window. Um, And he is officially listed as doubtful this week. Not sure who's going to be the backup to P.J. Walker. I haven't seen uh who they have signed yet to be his backup but uh wait and see on that ins and outs love doing this segment uh dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa he is not expected to play this week Teddy Bridgewater could be uh active to back up quarterback Skylar Thompson who is expected to start once again for the second straight week Eagles getting a lot of good news for their Sunday night game against Dallas Left tackle Jordan Mailata, he is trending toward playing after that shoulder injury um, a couple weeks ago against the Jags. Also, offensive tackle Andre Dillard is uh, going to be playing off IR. They will have him ready to go. Um, He is officially going to play. It's just we're waiting to see if he's going to have to start, if Mailata will play or not. But it's great that we're going to have our good back, our top two left tackles available. Uh, also with the Eagles, kicker Jake Elliott and corner Avante Maddox. They are both in. No injury designations there. Browns, defensive end Jadavian Clowney and corner Denzel Ward. They are both out. Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts dealing with a hamstring injury. He is officially questionable against San Fran. Colts, bad news for their defense. Linebackers Shaquille Leonard and D-end Quiddy Pay. They are both out. Uh, Bills getting a big piece back against Patrick Mahomes. Safety Jordan Poyer will play this week. Um, Rams running back Cam Akers. He is out for personal reasons. Sean McVay saying they are working through some stuff with Cam right now. So expect uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. to get the bulk of the carries. Giants, uh, wide receivers Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay. Also, safety Tony Jefferson are all out. Um, also, with the Giants, linebacker Azizo Jalari, he is doubtful. Cardinals, running backs James Conner and Daryl Williams are out, as is kicker Matt Prater and corner Trayvon Mullen. So, Eno Benjamin getting the start there in Arizona. Uh in Seattle, I should say, for Arizona. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas, he is out again this week. Bucks wide receiver Julio Jones is doubtful. And uh, get your money in on the Bucks spread while you can because it's going to go up, up, up. 
Steelers, because the Steelers will be without corners Cam Sutton, Akella Witherspoon, and Levi Wallace, as uh, they will also be without safety Minka Fitzpatrick, tight end Pat Fryermuth, and defensive lineman DeMarvin Lay all. Not good for the Steelers' defense um, against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Also Leonard Fournette out of the backfield. Patriots, uh, quarterback Mac Jones and Cowboys running back, uh, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, they are both questionable. We'll have to see if, if Mac plays uh, against Cleveland. I'm not sure if he will. Uh, Dak, I heard, was going to be out, but um, we'll see. I, I would, I kind of would rather play Dak at this point, the way Cooper Rush is playing um, in Philly this, this week. Uh, and also questionable is Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, hoping he can go um, against the Jags. Gave up a bunch of yards last week to Damian Pierce, so I'm hoping that uh, JT can get it figured out and that Colts O-line could get it figured out against uh, Jacksonville the second time around in Indy. couple transactions. Uh, the 49ers, they released running back Marlon Mack, and the Patriots waived wide receiver Lil' Jordan Humphrey. College pick standings, yeah, Logan is still reigning supreme. I lost the game to Mark. Mark got us both last week by one game, 22-11 and 11 record. That's the best one there. Logan and I both going 21-12. and 12. Logan's still four games up uh, on myself. Mark moves up to within four games as well into second place, uh, tied for second with me. Um, Lone Wolves last week, I went 1-1. Uh, one and one. Uh, I got UCLA right against Utah, and I lost Iowa in a 9-6 to game uh, against Illinois. And Mark, he went 2-1. and one. He got Mississippi State right over Arkansas, lost ECU against Tulane, and then uh, got NC State right against Florida State. So this week we have uh, two games tonight, but we're only going to pick one of them. Uh, UTSA, 34-point favorites on the road at FIU. Uh, I am, I would take the 34, man. FIU is so bad. They got rolled by UConn last week. Um, Barrett, their best win was against New Mexico State, where they beat them by two touchdowns, 21-7. to uh, But other than that, they beat Bryant week one by one point because they went for two in overtime. Uh, otherwise, they've gotten just crushed. But like I said, by UConn, um, 73-0 against Western Kentucky. And uh, they had another loss, too, um, that I can't recall right now. But the over-under is set at 62.5. I'm going under that, though. Uh, I just don't know that UTSA can score that many points, even though, like I said, Western Kentucky scored 73 to zip on them. But, um, yeah, for any of those watching uh, or that uh, care about baseball, the Cleveland Guardians just tied the series up in the ALDS 41 um, to, or 4 to 2 over the New York Yankees in extra innings. The this game 8 p.m. tonight on CBS Sports Network. Tomorrow it's a big week. 
weekend in my house. Number 10, Penn State at number 5, Michigan in the big house. Look, I'm being a homer. I have to back my boys in big games. But strictly speaking, just talking about the game itself, if you look what Penn State does well, it's run the ball and play defense, right? And I think that's going to work well against Michigan. Penn State is very good at, at stopping the run. So as well as good as Blake Corum is, and as great as J.J. McCarthy has played, Penn State probably has a top 10 secondary, top 5 even, possibly, um, in the country. So I'm just saying that they're going to have a chance uh, defensively against this Michigan offense. It's whether Penn State's offense uh, or, or Michigan's – how Penn State's offense plays against Michigan's defense I think is the biggest battle in this game and, and where the game is going to be won and lost. Um, so I'm Lone Wolf and my boys, um, and let's go get it done. This is the biggest test of the year until Ohio State, and uh, luckily we get that one at home this year. So go get it done, James Franklin. This is your time. Uh, you need to be an elite program, and and this has to be an elite win for you. So go get it done. Uh, over under is forty nine. I am going. Under, if it's under, Penn State's going to win. 12 p.m. on Fox. Auburn at number nine, Ole Miss. Yeah, I wish I could pick Auburn, but I, I just can't. <laughs> Auburn sucks, man. Uh, especially Georgia railed them last week. So Ole Miss is probably going to beat them pretty good. Uh, I would expect... The ground game should be rolling 300-plus yards for the ground game of uh, the Rebels this week. I would not be unforeseen, but um, just wait, Ole Miss. Your time's coming. Your time is coming to get smacked, and it's going to be against Bama in a couple weeks, in about a month, I think. That game is. Over-under is 55. Give me the over in this game, and uh, 12 p.m. on ESPN. Number 19, Kansas at Oklahoma. Logan Lone Wolfing the Sooners at home. Uh, I don't know what this line is about. Look, Jason Bean was very effective uh, against TCU. Just came up a little bit short in that game. Uh, and I just don't think, I don't think Dalen Gabriel is going to play for Oklahoma. So um, if he does, yes, I think Oklahoma will win. But other than that, I think the Jayhawks have it. They want revenge. Uh, a streak has to come to an end eventually, and that streak that will end is Oklahoma beating Kansas 17 straight times. So give me the Jayhawks on the road. It's their time to shine. Kansas gets it done in Norman. And Brent Venables in his first season seat gets a little, little toasty already. Over-under is 64. I am going under that and 12 p.m. on ESPN2. Iowa State at number 22, Texas. Uh, yeah, the Longhorns should win this game, but I love Iowa State plus 16. Uh, that's a great line, I think, for them, for the Cyclones. I The defense for Iowa State is very good. They held Kansas State to 10 points last week. Uh 
and I think that's going to be the difference in how they cover this game. Texas, while they're coming off a major win, 49-zip over Oklahoma, I just that's not how their offense has played all year necessarily. They've had some up and downs, especially when they faced a good defense in Bama. So I'm going to go with plus 16 for Iowa State, but Texas wins it. Hook them horns. Uh, and the game's going to be all right, all right, all right, like Matt McConaughey says. Uh, over under 48 and a half. Uh, give me the under in this game. 12 p.m. on ABC. Minnesota at number 24, Illinois. Kind of surprised no one wanted to take the Illini at home. Chase Brown's been rolling on the ground. But um, Minnesota's coming off a disappointing loss to Purdue, 20-10 to at home. So I think the Gophers are going to be out for revenge. They want back into the top 25. They're going to go on the road and take out a ranked opponent. And I need this game to happen for Minnesota because it will uh, – it will keep my prediction of Minnesota winning the West this year in play uh, as they would take over first place in the Big Ten West with this win. Um, Tanner Morgan, Mo Ibrahim, they get it done on the road. Chris Ottman-Bell as well. Over-unders 39.5, though. I have to believe that's going to go over. Um, give me the over on that one. 12 p.m. Big Ten Network. Old Dominion, ODU, the Monarchs on the road at Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers. Chant's getting 11.5 at home. I'd take that spread uh, if I were y'all. Uh, yeah, Coastal just keeps rolling. And like I said, it's going to be 11-0 versus 11-0 week 12 uh, when they go to Harrisonburg to play for the Sunbelt East. Over-under is 57.5. Uh, give me the over. I think ODU can score enough points to help get that uh, over the number there 12 p.m espn u national game for coastal vandy at number one georgia go dogs back to the number one spot this week in the ap poll i think georgia's gonna cover this spread minus 38 uh they covered last week minus 27 and a half or 28 and a half uh whatever it was think georgia's got it rolling now they got their offense going it's time to beat the brakes off of vandy who has been feeling good about themselves at three and three uh you know they just gotta win another three out of their last six games and they'll be bowl eligible for the first time in quite a while but yeah it's not gonna happen this game georgia's gonna do a good job against the running attack of vandy and i think uh stetson and the dogs can cover 38 over-under is 57. Give me the over on that one. Uh, 3.30 on SEC Network. Number three, Alabama at number six, Tennessee. Look, Logan is lone wolf in the Vols at home. College game day will be in Knoxville. Peyton Manning is the celebrity guest picker this week. It's not going to matter. Look. I think plus seven and a half for Tennessee is, is a good line. I, I, I think y'all everyone should take that. It's up to eight now. That's even better. You get the two-point conversion if you need it. But it's Bama. It's uh, you, you gotta you can't <laughs> pick against them until until they actually lose. Uh, so 
I am going with Saban, whether it's Jalen Milrow or Bryce Young, who I do think is going to play in this game. I don't think it's going to matter. If it gets into a shootout, I still think Bama can win with their ground attack of Jameer Gibbs. And I think the Bama defense is, is the better unit of the two defenses. So give me the Bama defense, Will Anderson, and I think Bama goes into Knoxville and gives Tennessee its first loss of the season. Uh, Over-under is 66 for this game. 66. Give me the over. 330, SEC on CBS. Big 12 matchup, number 8, Oklahoma State, at number 13, TCU. Horn Frogs getting four points at home. Give me the the uh, Cowboys, though. Look, I picked against TCU last week. I'm going to pick against them again. Uh, Mike Gundy, this defense has been stellar, and that's who I'm going with. I think they're going to be able to maybe not shut down Max Duggan and the Frogs' offense, but they're going to limit them uh, while Spencer Sanders and the Cowboy offense continues to be on fire. Uh, and they're going to get it done on their end. Whole team effort for OSU. They get it done on the road in Dallas-Fort Worth. Over-under is 68.5, though. I'm going under that 330 ABC. ACC matchup number 15, NC State at number 18, Syracuse in the Dome. The Q's getting 3.5. Yeah, I mean, the Orange are on fire right now, and it's a kind of a shock to, to say that we're sweeping the board with the Orange S's up here, but who knows if Devin Leary's going to play in this game. I don't think he will. He's in a sling last game when he got went out against Florida State. They were lucky to get that game and, and win that one. But, uh, yeah, give me Braden, uh, Garrett Schrader and... Uh, The running backs that I'm I'm blanking on right now for for Syracuse, Sean Tucker, yeah, give me him and uh, give me that Q's defense at home. They're they're feisty in the dome. Over under is 42. Uh, give me the under 42. 3:30 ACC Network. Gardner Webb at Liberty. Uh, the Flames at home, they should uh, take this one handily. We don't have the spread on this one yet, being an FCS versus FBS game. Uh, that spread will likely come out tomorrow at some point, uh, as most of the FCS-FBS matchup games do. Um, oh, here it is. Minus 23.5 for Liberty. Uh, yeah, they should be able to cover that, I think. Uh, even without uh, Malik Willis this year, still five and one for the uh, the Flames. Hugh Freeze having another good season at Liberty. Uh, the over under for this game is fifty five and a half. Uh, I think I'm gonna go over. I think Gardner Webb can can maybe score you know seven or ten. So give me the over fifty five and a half here. This game three thirty ESPN plus. 
Number 25, James Madison, 5-0 at Georgia Southern. Yeah, it's going to be a tough test, I think, at Georgia Southern uh, in Statesboro, Georgia. But, look, JMU, I'm taking the spread again in this game this weekend. JMU is, I love them, and they're, they're going to go 11-0, 14-0 this year. 12-0 regular season, 13-0, they win the, the Sun Belt Championship. 14-0, they win a major bowl game. In their first season of FBS play, by the way. Uh, Over-under is 67. I am going under that. 4 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. Tulane, the green wave, 5-1 and one at USF. Take that 12-point spread now. Uh, they should get it done. Look, their offense is okay, but their defense is terrific. I don't think... Uh, Whoever is playing quarterback, whether it's Jerry Bohannon or someone else for the Bulls, I don't think they're going to be able to make enough progress against that defense to cover 12 points at home. So give me Tulane, give me the points, and the green wave continue to roll. Over-under is 55. Give me the under on that one. 4 p.m. ESPNU. Big matchup in the Swamp, LSU at Florida. Mark Lone Wolfing the Tigers here on the road. Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly coming into uh, Florida here. I'm, I'm going with the Gators, Anthony Richardson. Uh, they've been out of the spotlight for a couple weeks now, kind of getting back on track. They got the uh, running game going again. Defense is playing okay, not stellar, but just enough. So I'm going to go with the Gators. Logan and I are on at home in the swamp uh over under is 50 and a half give me the over on that one 7 p.m espn night game in the swamp too ul monroe the warhawks at south alabama jags 17 point favorites are the jags at home yeah they have been on fire pretty much uh has usa this year very good another another very good sunbelt team <clears throat> so yeah I, I like the jags at home in mobile uh, over under is fifty one and a half. Give me the uh, under for that one though. I think just under, and uh, this one's seven p.m. NFL Network for that game. Number four, Clemson at Florida State. Logan, look at that lone wolf and the unranked Seminoles on the road. He thought they were gonna beat. Uh, he and I both picked Florida State last week against NC State. Uh, did not get it done. For us, Mark Lone Wolf, the Wolfpack last weekend, they got it done for him at home. But uh, I don't know about this one. This is going into Death Valley at home, uh, or or going into Death Valley at night. That is a tough look. NC State already found that out. Or no, this is at Florida State. Never mind. But, yeah, I, I, even so, I think Clemson's too good. DJ has been playing a lot better recently. And I think the uh, the Tigers can get it done on the road in Tallahassee. Over-under is 51. Uh, I'm going to go over that for this game. 7.30 ABC. Number 16, Mississippi State. Four points favorite in Lexington at number 22, Kentucky. Another lone wolf for Logan getting the Wildcats uh, at home. I don't think Will Levis is going to play, though, uh, Logan. Sorry to say. I am going to go with the other Will, Will Rogers. 
Mike Leach has his offense humming, and the defense is playing very well also. So give me uh, the dogs on the road. Bulldogs. Uh, over under 50 and a half here. I think I'm going to go over that with how uh, this Mississippi State offense plays. 7.30 SEC Network. Number 7, USC at number 20, Utah. Uh, USC, three and a half point underdogs on the road. And Logan, again, is lone wolfing. Uh, the Utes at home, I can't, I don't see it. Even if Clark Phillips shut down. Shuts down uh, Jordan Addison. They have other guys. Mario Williams showed up last week, scored two touchdowns, and uh, had 80-plus yards. I think that would have to be the guy that would step up if Addison was shut down by by Phillips. So with the amount of receivers they have, I think they'll be fine. And uh, USC continues to, to get it done, and they get the win on the road at Utah. Over under 65, I am going to go under, under 65 here. 8 p.m. on Fox. North Carolina at Duke. Uh, We're all on the Tar Heels. They showed a lot of moxie last week. Uh, Drake May and Co. at Miami. So I think they're going to be fine going into Duke and uh, getting the job done. The offense should be... Very good. Riley Leonard and co. for Duke have been uh, pretty decent as well. But, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points. Not as many as the over-under, though. 67 and a half. That's, uh, that's a lot. But, actually, you know, I changed my mind. I'm going to go over 67 and a half. Why not? NC's defense, I don't know. They came up with some stops last week against Miami, but we'll have to see. Give me the over 67 and a half here. 8 p.m. ACC Network. Washington State at Oregon State, and Logan is not going with the Beavers for, I think, the first time this year that we've had an Oregon State game. Uh, Mark, however, is lone wolf in the Beavs at home. Uh, Three-and-a-half-point favorites there in Corvallis. I think Logan and I, the, the reason we're going with the Cougars on the road is Cameron Ward. I mean, they're 4-2. and two. They've had some struggles. But uh, they've had some good wins, too. So I think Cameron Ward can get it done. And the Washington State defense needs to step up. They did against Bo Nix a couple times, just not enough times to beat Oregon on the road, which they probably should have in that one. Over-under is 51.5 here. Uh, I am going to go over on that one. 9 p.m. Pac-12 Network. Air Force at UNLV. Logan Lone Wolf and the Rebels at home in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I could see it, but at the same time, no. Brad Roberts, Zeke Daniels, they're going to get it done on the road. Uh, love the 10 points here. I think uh, UNLV is not as good as their 4-2 and record indicates, considering they got blown out by San Jose State last week. Uh, so give me the Falcons on the road at the Rebels. Over-under is 50 uh let's go under that over actually over over 50 10 30 on cbs sportsnet san jose state four and one at fresno state uh san jose state uh 
crushed UNLV on the uh, last week at home, I believe it was. So give me give us the Spartans again this week. Jake Hayner, I don't think is back for this game. He's he just started throwing, I think. So I think he'll be back in a week or two, but not for this game. Fresno did some nice stuff against Boise State last week. Not enough to get the win though. So give me the Spartans who are uh, rolling right now with Chevin Cordero at quarterback. Over under is forty seven. Give me the over on that one and this one is 10 45 p.m on fs1 and final college game here fcs game of the week i mean i am i have to watch this one this week i mean this is as good as it gets y'all number two south dakota state at number one north dakota state it's in the fargo dome the home field advantage is, is a big part, and I just think that North Dakota State is finally back to what it was prior to 2020. 2020, 2021, both of those seasons were really unreal, un, unlike NDSU. So, yeah, I mean, South Dakota State held in well at Iowa, lost because of two safeties, but... I think it'll be a very good game. Mark Gronowski, I love the Jacks, but I cannot give them uh, my pick on the road at the Fargo Dome. Mark is going with his his Mark brother and uh, Mark Gronowski and co. He is going South Dakota State lone wolfing here. Uh, Logan and I on the Bison. 3.30 ESPN Plus for that game. Uh, and I, I don't think we have, yeah, we don't have spreads for, uh, that game yet. We should, though, um, on the recap on Monday. NFL pick standings, Mark gets us again. He got me by two and Logan by one. Moves to within one game of the lead on Logan. I uh, fall back to five games back off of Logan. Four now um, back from Mark. So I need to pick it up this week. I got some lone wolves locked and loaded. So uh, a part of this record, though, I went um, one and two on lone wolves. Got the Lions wrong in a 29-0 shutout. At New England, got the Saints right. They won 39-32 over the Seahawks, and I lost the Bengals, uh, losing 17-19 in Baltimore. Um, Mark, however, he got his one lone wolf right. He picked the Texans uh, on the road at Jacksonville, 13-7 or six. First game here, Bucks at the Steelers again. I think y'all need to hurry up. It, it was at nine and a half uh, pre-show here, and it, it is probably going to keep climbing, maybe up to uh, two touchdowns. I don't think it'll get that far, but I said eleven uh, to my roommate earlier. I think that's probably where it'll stop at eleven or eleven and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if it gets all that all the way there by Sunday. Um, but yeah, the Bucks they should can they should roll the Steelers. Um, 
it's it's not gonna look pretty without without your top three corners. I mean, that's just that's a tough look. The over under is at forty six. Um, give me the under. However, uh, there there's just not gonna be enough points. I don't think out of the Pittsburgh offense to uh, go over forty six. Niners at the Falcons. We're in lockstep once again. San Fran. This is the Kyle Shanahan Bowl. The offensive coordinator for the Falcons Super Bowl run in 2017. Uh, or 20, 20, 2015. Yeah, 20, 20, 2015. 2016. Yeah, 2016. Um, so, yeah, it's... But I think the Niners offensively with Jeff Wilson Jr. Suspect Falcons secondary outside of AJ Terrell. The Falcons, however, could cover. Uh, I mean, they're uh, the only team to cover in every game this year. Five and zero against the spread. Over under is forty four and a half. Uh, I like the under in this game. Patriots at the Browns. This one's tricky. We don't know if Mac Jones is going to play or not. Uh, for the Patriots, but I love my boy Bailey Zappi. I'm picking the Patriots because of that. Uh, even if he doesn't play, he did enough for the Patriots in their uh, couple games that Mac was out. Uh, so give me Bailey Zappi, give me the Pats. Ramondre Stevenson gets the bulk of the carries there for New England, and they're going up against the Brown t- Browns team that led up a boatload of rushing yards to Austin Eckler and the Chargers last week. Um, and I like the Patriots defense against Nick Chubb and the offense of the of Cleveland as well. Mark is lone wolf in Cleveland. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they won at home because uh, it is a close matchup. So Mark going with the Browns. Over under here is 43. Uh, give me the over, actually. I think that's an intriguing over under. And uh, I like the over 43. Jets at the Packers. We're all on Green Bay. I was hesitant. I like the Jets plus seven and a half uh, because they're more decent than people think. And Green Bay hasn't been able to find the passing game so far. Uh, So maybe we'll see like 60 runs in this game between the two teams. Uh, But... I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened, considering both rushing offenses. But, yeah, the defense as well for Green Bay hasn't been up to par. So I like the Jets' spread, but give me Packers' money line. Aaron Rodgers is going to get the game, the the win done. Over-under is 45.5. I have to believe that's going to go under. AFC South rematch Jags at the Colts. Mark is lone wolfing Indy at home. Jonathan Taylor questionable. Not sure if how who uh, if he's gonna play or not. I hope he does for my fantasy team's sake. And the the, the fact that the Jags gave up a lot of rushing yards last week to Damian Pierce. But on the other hand, Jacksonville uh, sweeping the Colts would go a long way to them winning the division this year. And uh, I just think without Shaq Leonard and Quiddy Pay on defense, regardless of having still DeForest Buckner on the D-line, 
think that's going to be too much. I like the James Robinson, Travis Etienne combo to uh, have a good day against the Colts' defensive front seven. Over-under here is 42. Give me the under. Vikings at the Dolphins. We're all on Minnesota here. I love this game for the Vikings. Three points. I was shocked when that I saw that line. It's pretty low in my mind. Um, but, yeah, the Dolphins, Skylar Thompson, second career start here. I don't think it's going to be any much better than his last one. Uh, so against the Jets. So, yeah, give me give me the Vikings on the road in Miami. Over-under is 45 here, and I like the over on that game. Bengals at the Saints. Second week in a row, man. I'm lone wolf in New Orleans at home. Uh, that's one big factor is that it is in the Superdome. Uh, another factor is, is the Bengals lost when I lone wolfed them last week on Sunday Night Football. So, yeah, I just I just think Andy Dalton, the Saints' defense is is really lights out, even though they gave up 32. But the last week, the, the Seahawks' offense is, is very good right now. It's weird to say that, but it is. Uh, and then, you know, look at Cincinnati. They have struggled throwing the ball, really, which is weird. Um, and they're going up against a good secondary and Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson, Adebo, and co. Um, so, yeah, give me the Saints at home. I just think that's going to be too much to overcome in an underdog situation. Over-under is 43. I'm going to go with under in that game. Ravens at the Giants. We're all on Baltimore. Um... Uh, yeah, they got the win last week against Cincy, and I I just think they're going to get it done against the Giants. The Giants, again, don't have their top receivers with Galladay and Tony being out again. Aziz Ojulari probably not going to play again on defense this week. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to be tough for... The Giants to move the ball offensively with the limited receiving core against the Ravens secondary, Marlon Humphrey, um, and Co. There. Over under is 45. I'm going to go over on that game. 405 games, couple here. Panthers at the Rams. Uh, lock in Rams minus 10. I know it's that thing of where, like, okay, it's a new coach now and they should get that added momentum from the coaching change for Carolina. But it's not going to matter. It, it Maybe if Baker was still starting, I would say yes. But P.J. Walker has struggled uh, when he has played this in the NFL, uh, he has had moments. Don't get me wrong. He's looked good in, in some moments, but uh, has not been able to translate some of his non-NFL work in the XFL uh, to NFL success yet. So what we'll to see. The Rams are not in a good situation right now either. I mean, 
they looked horrid against Dallas last week at home. So another home game for them. We'll see how they look against the Panthers. And the Panthers' defense is very good. Uh, top 15, top 10 defense even. Um, their offense is just an issue, and I think Aaron Donald's going to have a nice day against the Panthers' shaky offensive line. Over-under is 41-and-a-half. Uh, I think it uh, it goes under that with both defenses. NFC West matchup, Cardinals at the Seahawks. We're all on Seattle, man. I, I think, you know, the Cardinals secondary continues to struggle, and I think that bodes very well for Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. So uh, give me Seattle, and they're going to throw for a lot of yards with uh, Kenneth Walker making his first career start at running back for the injured Rashad Penny done for the year. Over-under is 50-and-a-half. Give me the over in that game. Bills at the Chiefs, 425 here. Uh, This one is the rematch. Buffalo and KC in the divisional champion, the the divisional round last year. What a wild game that one was, and uh, I think it might be another wild game here of offenses. So Logan's lone wolf in the Chiefs. I don't blame him. It's Patrick Mahomes at home. It's it's tough to bet against, but Josh Allen. They run the best offense in the league, man, and it's KC is not a great defense like some of the other ones in the league buffalo's defense on the other hand is it pretty good they're banged up a little bit at some spots but they get poyer back which is going to be a major boost in the back end so uh give me buffalo on the road in kansas city here over under is 54 might as well take the over <laughs> and sunday night football it's a ma- it's a i told y'all it's a big week in my household we got Penn State, Michigan, Cowboys, Eagles. I wish I could be in Philly for this game. I was looking at possibly trying to go. If anyone wants to pay for me to go to this game, that would be absolutely lovely, and we'll have a great time in Philly because this is the only game I've ever been to regular season-wise is Cowboys, Eagles because that's the only game I want to go to. It's the only game that really matters every season, whether they have a good record or not, both teams. But... It's kind of scary that we're all on Philly. I do like Cowboys plus six and a half. I think it's going to be close game. Cooper Rush or Dak, I think it's going to be Cooper Rush. But, um, yeah, the only undefeated NFL – the only undefeated team in the league. They're at home. Philly is a crazy place to play, uh, especially at night. Some crazy things go down in these Cowboys-Eagles games uh, when they're on Sunday Night Football or primetime, specifically Sunday night, though. I wouldn't be surprised to to see some shocking things happen. But look, Jalen Hurts, he's got him rolling. The Eagles' defense is playing well. And I think Philly will get it done. They'll go 6-0 into the bye week next week, feeling really good about their season. Over-under is 42. Going to go with the under in this game. Defense. 
Best bets of the week, one and two last week. I uh, lost the Packers minus eight against the Giants in London. They lost outright. Lost the Eagles minus five at the Cards. They won by three. Uh, and then I did get one right there, Titans minus two and a half at the Commanders. They won that one by four. So I'm really confident in these ones this week. Bucks minus nine at the Steelers. I think that's easy with the secondary issues that the, the Steelers are going to have. Uh, Vikings minus three at the Dolphins. Again, I can't understand what that line is. So with Thompson starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. So hammer the Vikings if you can at minus three. And then the Rams minus 10 against the Panthers. Uh, it kind of sucks. I'm picking two bets against two of my three NFL teams that I like. But uh, it's just not good in either situation. So give me the Rams minus 10 at home against the Panthers. NFL lock standings, Mark, a 4-1 and one record. He went 1-0. Uh, Logan got his right as well. He's up above 500. I am now below 500, getting mine wrong. Um, last week, Logan got the Chargers right against the Browns in Cleveland. I lost mine, Packers in London against the Giants. And then Mark got his right, the Vikings beating the Bears uh, in Minneapolis. So here we go this week. Uh, Logan is on the Bucks because he's a cheater. Uh, and he takes the easy route. So, sure, give Logan a win because they're going to win uh, in Pittsburgh. I am on the Vikings this week. Again, I love that line in Miami. I think it's going to be a nice game for Kirk Cousins and co. And the ground game with Dalvin Cook. Uh, and then Mark, he is uh, on a surprise one. The Niners at the Falcons. He likes them uh, to win the Kyle Shanahan Bowl there in Atlanta. Dog standings. Yeah, it was a tough week. One, five, and one and five combined for the three of us. I went one and one though. I picked uh, the Bengals plus three at the Ravens. They should have probably won that game. They were up seventeen sixteen. Um, and they could not get it done. But I did cover the spread plus three, lost by two. So I got my one win for that. I'm up to six and four now. Uh, Logan and Mark struggling. Logan and Mark both had Seahawks plus five at the Saints. They lost by seven. Uh, so Mark is two and eight now. It's tough sledding for Mark this year. Uh, and Logan down to three, five, and one. Uh, Mark, four games back of me, and Logan, this is always tricky calculations, but I believe he's two and a half games back um, of my record there. Or no, Logan is 3-7-1. So he is three and a half games back of my record I was like that doesn't or three six and one that does not equal ten there um so I'll have to go re recalculate that see if he's four five and one or three six and one but this week anyways <laughs> we're all on the same one Seahawks plus two and a half against the Cardinals in Seattle again I think it's Geno Smith has played lights out he, he along with Lockett and Metcalf they're 
going crazy in the passing game. Cardinals secondary is going to struggle against their their receivers. And uh, I think Kenneth Walker will have a decent day in his first career start. No James Conner on offense for Arizona. I think Eno Benjamin is not – he's not James Conner. He's not – a pounder that can that can hit the hole inside the tackles necessarily he can do it but that's not really his style he's more of a third down type of guy especially looking at you know what body type he has as a shorter um not as bulky guy so yeah give us the the seahawks plus two and a half at home against the cardinals Next week, we'll be back talking uh, the end of NFL Week 6 with the Monday Nighter, the Broncos and Chargers, and the Thursday night Week 7 kickoff. Uh, Maybe we get a good Thursday night game for once. Saints at the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins will be back for that game, so I can't wait to start him in fantasy for that one um, in his first game back. And as always, we'll give you all the updates on the NFL news, ins and outs, and injury reports, as well as take a look at the college football and NFL slates for the upcoming weekend. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media, at FAA Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter, at FAA underscore bets. Uh, we didn't have a play last night. It would have been Commander's Moneyline, but I didn't post it, so we're not going to count that. Uh, and then our website is FAAPodcast.com. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you back on Monday.